you can't just go on Instagram Live and do whatever you want when you represent the NBA or, or university. So I just always look at it as what did I do wrong in this situation? How could I have taken accountability? And I look at the same for him. How could he have taken accountability in this kind of situation? So I don't blame the friend. I blame him. And in the end, hopefully this is his second strike. Hopefully he learns from this and hopefully in the future, you know, like I said before, he lays down these rules and these guidelines to where we look back and it's like, man, thank God he finally figured it out more. So it's like, hopefully it's not all and he could have been great, but he ruined his career. So that's just my whole thoughts on the whole thing. And hopefully he just figures it out soon. Welcome to the Key and Mang audio experience where you're here from two up and coming therapists looking to enhance the lives of listeners by addressing health, wealth, lifestyle, and overall growth. Tune in to hear the latest lessons learned on the Key and Mang audio experience. This episode is brought to you by Varela Financial, the experts in student loan repayment solutions. Not sure what to do with your student loans? That's how we felt before scheduling the free call with Varela Financial, where they helped us create plans based on our lifestyle and goals. For more information, check them out at www.varelafinancial.com or click the link in the description to schedule your free call today. Welcome back to tonight's episode of the Key and Mang Audio Experience. I'm your host, Mang, as always, and my fellow co-host, Key. Key, what's good? What's up, Mang? How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. And as I'm recording this, it's May 14th. So happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Um, hope you are celebrated and hope you get to, um, you know, enjoy the, the time with your kids. But we are recording this on May 14th. Like I said, um, we just saw a video of Ja on live flashing a gun out. And this is the second time that he's done it. Um, first time he was in Denver at the, at the club um, and he got um, he went to rehab and he was suspended by the team and then came back and all of a sudden we see a video again of him flash another gun out again um so we just wanted to have there's a lot of discussion going on right now but we wanted to bring kamal back kamal how you living i'm doing good bro how you guys doing we're good we, we've seen you you were pretty active on, on twitter this morning with the uh, john news so i just want to throw it to you and, and see what your thoughts were on this uh whole situation yeah, so I, I woke up not too long ago and I had a whole bunch of people that were just commenting about it and I didn't know what was going on. I thought it was, you know, like you mentioned before, he had got in trouble for this a little while ago. So I thought it was something old, but then I learned that it was something that he's done again. So before I like to, you know, comment on things, I like to, you know, research myself. So I watched the video and I learned from, you know, credible sources that it's a real thing. So I went back and watched it probably like 10 times. And once I watched it, you know, I work with high school athletes. So I just felt like it was important for me to go ahead and state my opinion. And the high schoolers that do, you know, pay attention or, you know, view me as sort of credible, I, I wanted to get out there quickly and say, you know, what the situation was, why this is important. So hopefully if they're in, you know, a similar situation, you know, successful like he is one day, they know, you know, what to do and how to act in that situation. Yeah, I I like that. In terms of like actually seeing this happen for the second time, like whose fault do you think it is? What are your what are your opinions on that? Yeah, so 
I think it's definitely his. So I, I, I saw a lot of people, you know, blaming his friend because his friend was the one that was on Instagram live and things like that. You know, I don't think I, I would say, you know, if you if you're hanging out with a friend that, you know, has this level of fame and, you know, celebrity, things like that. Yeah, you do have to understand, you know, that there's a spotlight on him, you know. So personally, if that was me, I probably would never go on Instagram live to begin with. But at the same time, you know, this generation, they record, you know, basically everything that they do. So the friend was, you know, in the car. They were listening to music. He was, you know, they were listening to music. So he was just on Instagram live as, you know, younger people like to do. And, you know, they were just rapping the song lyrics. And as I saw the video, the first time he showed, you know, everybody in the car, they were all just rapping the lyrics. And then as he flashed the camera through the car again, that's when Jai decided to show the gun. So it's not like he caught him off guard and he already had the gun in his hand. He saw the camera the first time he was in the camera rapping the lyrics. And then as it flashed through the second time, that's when he had the gun in his hand. So for me, if I'm in that situation and I see there's a camera out, let's say I'm a successful person. I'm a rich person in the NBA. I see there's a camera out. First of all, I should already know before the camera scene. But if I do see the camera the first time, instantly what I'm saying to myself is, OK, if I have a gun with me or if I, you know, I'm doing something I'm not supposed to do, whether it's drugs, gun, whatever. I'm putting that away or I'm making sure that's not shown. He saw the camera the first time. And then the second time the camera came back around and he decided to show the gun the second time around. So you can get mad at his friend for being on Instagram live, but it's not like his friend caught him off guard and just flashed the camera quickly in his face. So I definitely think it was his fault. And, and his friend tried to pan the camera away after he bought the gun out. Like he was trying to protect him because he was like, yeah, Jock, that's not a good look, but yeah, yeah, not a good look. Exactly. Also, I think that like you have to realize like whether or not whether whether or not like he's flashing flashing the gun, like you really can't control what other people are doing when they're watching your live. It's not like it's a pre-recorded video. Like when you have that amount of fame, that amount of money, you have like millions of followers, as soon as you go live, people are gonna tune in. And then from from there, you can't really control what somebody does. Like they're gonna screen record videos. Like there's so many um celebrities being screen recorded on live and then the videos being posted. So it's like, it's not like you can fault the person that recorded it and posted it. You really just have to control what you can control. And like, why are you, why are you flashing a gun? That's stupid. And then in terms of blaming the friend, it's like, one, he didn't catch him off guard. And he's also, he's also not doing, I don't think he meant any harm by that. Like if, if Ja didn't want to be recorded, I'm pretty sure lives wouldn't be happening. Like that's norm for them. So I think all the, fault lies on John people just need to learn how to take accountability yeah I, I think a, another reason why I, I blame him also because first of all as the let's say the breadwinner or however you want to put him in the situation amongst his friends or family you know the situation that he just went through not too long ago I call BS on it <laughs> anyway we can get into that a little bit later if we want but after you go through something like that, where you get suspended, you're supposedly going into a rehab center or wherever he went to. You would think that somebody coming out of that, that claims that he's healed and things like that. He would have a talk with his family and friends like, Hey, 
I just went through the situation, the NBA, my team, they're going to be, you know, monitoring everything that I do from now on. So you should lay down the, the, the laws and the guidelines like, hey, look, when we go out, we're in public, you know, maybe you tell them no recording. Maybe you tell them, you know, when people speak to us, you know, just say hi, and keep moving, whatever you need to do as the person that's, you know, has the fame and the money in this situation. You have to lay down those rules, especially because you just came out of a situation that you just came out of. But, you know, like I said before, that's where the maturity comes in at. People forget a lot of times. I think he's like 23 years old or something like that. That's where maturity comes in at. That's where, you know, understanding the current situation that you're in comes in that. And clearly he doesn't have that figured out. I hope he has it figured out pretty soon because the only reason why he's honestly still in the NBA and still, you know, has the fame and the money and everything that he has is because he's just so talented of a player. And when you're that great of a player, they'll give you strike one, strike two, maybe even a strike three. But there's going to po- come a point in time where we're going to look back and they're not going to give him a strike six and seven. It's just going to be one of those stories where it's like, man, we look back 10 years, 10 years later. And it's like, man, y'all remember so-and-so he was so good, but he blew it away because of this and that. So hopefully he doesn't end up in that situation. Yeah. And you talked about his, him holding the meeting together for his, his friends and his family. But I think, that should have been if he wasn't going to do it, it should have been his pops because his pops is at every game courtside. His pops is older. He's been around the block like he should be looking out for his son's best interest. Be like, yo, ja, like you, you making all this money and all this, all this fame, all the success is coming your way and you deserve it. But we have to protect it. And they seem like they're boys. Like, I don't know their situation, but they seem like they're boys. And I think that should have been it. maybe he and maybe he has. I don't know. Maybe he has had that conversation with him and Ja's just not listening. But. I think it seems like their bond is pretty close where if Jaws' dad was going to say something that he'd listen to him. Um, I think I agree with you those that um, those ground rules should have been set after the first time. Um, but I think, you know, I think now it's looking like I said, I told Kia, I think he's going to be suspended for like 50 games. Like he's missing a lot of next year because this is a serious, this is a serious topic. You're not helping the image of the league. You're, and like, especially with the climate that we're in right now, like I, I think and the fact that he went to, uh, you know, the rehab joint the first time and it wasn't successful. It wasn't successful. It seemed like he came out and did the interview with Jalen for clout just to kind of reimage, like kind of kind of repair his name a little bit. But obviously the actions aren't being followed for what he said. And he he wanted to take account. He said he's going to take accountability for his actions. So I think they're about to lay down a heavy, heavy punishment for for him coming up. And I think that's that's on him um, and the people that he got around. So I think, you know, I, I blame him. I blame the people around him. Uh, I think he got to, you know, think about the bigger impact that he that he has and the impact that he has on this generation and the generation coming up after him. Yeah, I think I think. In that situation, you're definitely right, for sure, his dad should be the first one. Um, and like you said, they do seem like they're pretty close. I don't know what kind of father he is, so I don't want to, you know, say he's not doing a job and things like that. But you can look at it one of two ways. It could either be, like you said, yes, his dad told him, you know, you need to be doing this and that. You shouldn't be doing whatever you're doing. Maybe that's the route he's taking. Or it could be the other route where 
you know, like I said, you have a person in the family or amongst the group that's making all the money and allowing everyone, everyone to live this lifestyle that they probably would not have been able to otherwise, where nobody tells him what to do. You know what I mean? Like nobody tells him, you know, you shouldn't be doing whatever you're doing, because if you upset him, this lifestyle that you currently have is now gone. You know what I mean? So that comes with not only, you know, first generation millionaires that comes with anybody that has any kind of, you know, fame or celebrity. It's like nobody in our family has ever had this amount of money before. He finally has it. We can't upset him because if you lose that relationship with him, this lifestyle that you have is gone and you're probably not going to find it from anybody else. So you see that a lot of times with athletes mainly, but also other kind of celebrities where everybody in their group doesn't tell them what to do, what's right or wrong. They have a, a bunch of yes men and women around them that's just going to say yes to everything that they do. So when I think about this kind of situation, I automatically think about LeBron James, which is the total opposite. And that's why, like, whether you're a fan of his or not, I never was like a huge, I was always a Kobe guy, but I was never a LeBron guy. But the amount of respect I have for him is through the roof because you never see him in situations like this. Everybody that hangs around him, I don't know if he's like had talks with them, but they just never find themselves in these kind of situations. So not only do these things not happen to him, he also elevates them to another level. And you see them owning their own businesses and being agents and, you know, running companies. So it's like you have two opposite effects where you have a young person where nobody tells him what to do and he's just running the whole thing. And then you have the opposite end where you have someone that came in even younger than him. But he figured out from the beginning, I have to have everybody around me act accordingly. So it's just it's a it's a thing that we see a lot um, in different kind of communities, but mainly amongst, you know, people that get rich really young. What do you think of like the narrative? Like, like I'm seeing this a lot on my timeline. Like if it was a white player, it would be a little different. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because I think that no matter how much money you have, um, no matter your status, I think as a black person, a minority, I think you have to move differently regardless. And then when you get to the stage of you have a lot of fame, a lot of money, I think there's people that want to see your downfall just because of the color of your skin. So you have to like move differently. So I don't I think, yes, it would be a little bit different, but I think just the NBA would have to like cover their ass and discipline them in some way. But I still think that as a black person, you have to know you got to move different. Like it's just, it's common knowledge. So what yeah. are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think, I think it is different and I think it should be different because first of all, a lot of times, you know, if we're talking about sports, specifically basketball, it's mainly African-American and let's be honest, a lot of times, the ones that are not, I'm not saying they all come from a lot of money, but a lot of times they come from more money than the younger guys that come in the NBA have. So when you get a guy that comes from money and now has even more money, it's not the same as a guy that came from nothing and has millions of dollars. You know what I mean? So like they always say, act like you've been there. But for most of the NBA guys, they haven't been there. So it's kind of hard to act like you've been there when you've never had money before. You've never had fame. And now that you're, you know, in your early 20s, you've had, you know, some sort of fame since you were probably 17, 18. And from that point on, everybody knew you were going to the NBA and nobody tells you what to do. So it's a situation where 
They've never had anything, and they got to learn on the fly. Their dad, their grandparents weren't millionaires, so they can't tell them how to act when you have money. They can tell you how they think you should act, but they've never had millions of dollars. So hopefully it's a process where you have to mature on your own, and hopefully you still have a couple of people that you do listen to. So, yeah, it's definitely treated differently because, first of all, they don't have money to begin with. But also, this he's not the first person to be in this kind of situation. You know what I mean? Like, we as people that don't know him, that hopefully, you know, try to speak on it, would hope that he listens to what the general public says. But none of us are going to talk to him directly. So it's like we don't want to see him fail because others are going to be like, up. Oh, there goes once again that African-American or that black kid, you know, showing the gun and doing this and that. So, like, you get stereotyped. And then the people that come after you, they have to indirectly deal with what you've done years before. So the NBA, as Mang said, they probably will, you know, try to set a precedent or however they want to put it and give him a 30 or 40 or 50 game suspension because it is looked at differently when you're African-American compared to any other kind of, you know, people. Yeah. And that's just the, I think that's just the, the way it is. I, I feel like, you know, like you like you said, if you don't come from from this, you have to figure out on the fly and your leash is much shorter than someone who has come from a different experience or who comes from money or um, has like their parents or they know people who know about investing, who know about owning businesses, who know about, you know, how to build on their wealth. But when you like coming off the streets and trying to figure out and you see people getting killed in, in your neighborhood or whatever the situation is like, that's what you're going to go towards. Cause that's what your past experience is life uh, is like. And you relying on your experiences as you navigate this whole new situation. But I think also then it's on you to be like, all right, I got this money in the bag. I made it to a place that a lot of people haven't made it to who's doing well. And how can I set myself up in the league? You in a fraternity of 400 people who like I've, uh, a lot of people are trying to get to a point that you're trying to get to. And I think that's where you can take advantage of, you know, you have easier access to LeBron. You have easier access to some of these guys who've been in the league 10, 15, 20 years who are now doing well off the court as well. And that's ultimately what you want. I would feel like, like you ain't trying to have your family back on the streets. You want to be able to build a, a life, build a legacy that, you can enjoy your kids can enjoy your kids kids can enjoy so i i think yeah it is different when you a black person or african-american in this situation but you know we gotta you also you also gotta you got a bigger responsibility because there's more people coming after you that are um that are going to be affected by the decisions that you know we make as a whole so i, I think i think it is different but that's just you know we gotta deal with the cards that we're dealt and make moves from it that way cool um come on anything else you want to add before we we close it out here i i think just in the end when you're when you've been like for me personally as a former athlete obviously nowhere near the level of fame or money or notoriety that he's had but just just trying to think back as a high school and a college athlete I think it's a situation where the general public, they've never been in a situation where they're an athlete and they represent more than themselves. You know what I mean? Like usually most people just represent themselves and their family, obviously. But as an athlete, you represent yourself and your family first and foremost, but you also represent a school, you know, 
uh, maybe an organization or whatever the case may be. So there's a lot of things that you can't do that everybody else can do. So when situations like this happens, you know, a lot of people try to put themselves in in that sh- in those shoes, but they've never been an athlete where they're representing an entire you know university or, or you know people that have a lot of money invested in you. So when I see people that have never been athletes or you know anything like that, it's like, oh, it's his friend's fault. His friend shouldn't have been recording. Well, you're trying to relate, you know, street activity to somebody that's representing the NBA now. So there's a lack of accountability accountability that most people don't, they'll never have, or they've never had before. So they just can't relate to this type of situation. Whereas me, I'm like, okay, let's say, obviously I didn't make it to the NBA, but let's say if I'm in college right now, they give sensitivity training, they give social media trainings to where you can't just tweet whatever you want to tweet when you're representing a university or the NBA. You can't just go on Instagram Live and do whatever you want when you represent the NBA or, or university. So I just always look at it as what did I do wrong in this situation? How could I have taken accountability? And I look at the same for him. How could he have taken accountability in this kind of situation? So I don't blame the friend. I blame him. And in the end, hopefully this is his second strike. Hopefully he learns from this and hopefully in the future, you know, like I said before, he lays down these rules and these guidelines to where we look back and it's like, man, thank God he finally figured it out more. So it's like, hopefully it's not all and he could have been great, but he ruined his career. So that's just my whole thoughts on the whole thing. And hopefully he just figures it out soon. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's bigger than sports and I, I hope that, you know, he's able to realize the impact that he has on his family, his friends, the league, and the people that are watching him. Um, and you know, we wish him we wish him all the best. We don't want him to see we don't want to see him go down the this this track that he's going down. We hope it doesn't jeopardize his career. Um, hope he's able to turn around. But um, yeah, no, just appreciate um appreciate your thoughts and and being able to contribute to this kind of impromptu episode. But um, we'll catch y'all on the next episode of the Key Mang Audio Experience. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Key Mang Audio Experience. Make sure to subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review, and we'll catch you in the next episode.